Hello, my fellow listeners, and welcome back to the 25th episode of Chalice of Hope. I'm your host, Jason, and today I don't really have, you know, a specific topic to talk about. So I'll be building off of my first episode of one of my short series called Thoughtful Think Tank. And as a refresher, this subseries is I would say it's a way for me to fill in the gap if I don't have a specific topic I want to talk about. So this is me just talking about something which occurred to me today or in the past few days. It's something which it's a way for me to express, I guess, the small things that has happened to me. And, you know, most of it is just me freelancing it and you know i may have a little script with you know keywords in there i'm also just going to build off of the fact that i'm just going to go with the flow and i hope that you enjoy this and you always try to find ways for you for yourself to address the small things and as always i hope you guys are staying safe and I hope that if you guys are returning to campus, whether it be a week or in a few days, I hope that you guys all have a safe transition and I hope you guys are all in good health. And for all those who are working and all those who are still searching for you know jobs or whatever you are in life, I hope you guys have a safe journey and you guys are transitioning well into into whatever you are trying to mold yourself into. And, you know, one of the things especially that is important is as college kids, you need to make sure that you're staying safe. College kids <laughs> do not like to listen. I don't know why or what about them. They, they just refuse to listen to the rules and they want to do whatever they want to do in their own self-interest. And, you know, just making sure that you know, you're, you're keeping yourself safe when, you know, these people aren't. And, you know, the first topic that I really want to address today is today I had to, I had to take a test. I guess you could call it like a personality test, something similar to the, the Meyer Briggs test or, you know, 16 personality tests. And this is, you know, this one specifically was called the Clifton strength test. And I had to take it for a class in order for them to assign me to groups. And you know, the questions were pretty, you know, they were pretty similar to the ones I've taken before. And with the only exception of, you know, I had 20 seconds to choose. So basically it was me acting on my own gut instinct. And the results I saw, most of them were what I expected. And some of them were a little bit, I didn't expect them to to show up as my top five, but when I when I read more about it, it, it made perfect sense. It made perfect sense about this is who I am. And maybe I would have reworded it differently, but it embodies who I am. And that's really what I want to focus on today. It is addressing, you know, these personality traits that I have and going into depth of, you know, my my perspective of them and what I think about it. So the first one that I got was 
adaptability. And this one was really, this one made me really happy. This one made me extremely happy as being ranked one personality strength for me, because this one was, is one that I, if there is one thing that I've been preaching to myself for the past, I don't know how many years it'd be, the thing that I've always wanted to focus on is being able to adapt, being able to think on the fly and go with the flow. Before, before college, I guess, I used to be the person that I, I, I had to follow a script. If, if I didn't achieve this during this time, if I didn't take these steps, then I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to find a solution. And to me, I found that to be extremely detrimental because oftentimes plans don't go the way you want. So if I were to deviate from my plan, then I wouldn't know what to expect. And I'm extremely happy that after a year or two in college, I've been able to change my mindset. I've been able to build one of my weaknesses into a strength. And it makes me extremely happy that even though I failed along the way, even though it, it may have been me just failing completely over and over and over again, I'm happy that I was able to come to a solution that worked for me. I was able to come to a solution where I was able to find the enjoyment in taking risks rather than being the one that prepared, over-prepared themselves instead of learning on the fly. You know, wh whether, you, whether you think it's a good trait or not, this is who I am. This is who me as a person works for me. You know, some people may not like what I, I do. You know, some people may not like the fact that I do things on the fly. I, I kind of go in with an outline, but I'm always willing to change it. I'm always willing to adapt to the circumstances. And maybe you don't agree with that, but that's who I am. That's truly who I am. And I'm happy that that was my number one. And, you know, it showcases that not only am I able to adapt, I'm also able to look at things at different angles. I'm able to be flexible with whatever obstacles at hand. And that is extremely warm to hear. It's extremely, it, it makes me feel good that, you know, I, I've grown so much over the years. From being a person who relied on, from the person who relied on being able to look at a script and having to follow it to being the one who doesn't need to and can be able to adapt to whatever obstacles at hand. And going into my second, second topic or my second, not second topic, my step, my second trait is one that is it. It's one that, you know, I'm proud to embody. I am proud to characterize myself with this strength. And that is empathy. And, you know, this is what I base my podcast off of. This is something which I preach in basically every one of my episodes. It's the fact that you have to be empathetic. You have to be able to understand people. And 
that's something which I'm, you know, I'm extremely proud that this is probably, this is what I showcase to be my second highest trait. And for me, I always try to, you know, to communicate the importance of empathy, you know, whether it's not in your top five, you know, whether it's something which, you know, you, you, you it's still a strength of yours, but not like a, a major strength. It's something which I think it's important nonetheless, no matter how you look at it, no matter which angle you try to look at it. Empathy is something which you as a person need. It's something which it drives you forward and it makes you even better person and even better listener. And for me, something which I like to talk about is the fact that even if I don't like the person, even if their values don't align with mine, even though, even if they are completely opposite person than I am, I am, I'm proud that I am able to put myself in their shoes and understand their emotions and understand them as a whole. And for me, that took me years. That took me my entire life to understand what empathy truly was and how I was able to use my experiences and others to understand what empathy was. And it's it's something which no matter what stage in life you are, no matter if you're a student, a college, uh, a college graduate, if you're working right now, if you're an elderly, if you're a baby, no matter what stage in life you are, empathy is the number one skill to possess. And this is my own opinion, and I stand firm behind it. Empathy is something which helps you to get a better understanding of life perspectives and being able to be a better team player. And you need to understand that empathy isn't just saying, I feel bad for you. Empathy is saying that I understand you. I know what you feel. And that's not easy. And like I said before, it took me my entire life to fully be able to capitalize on this meaning of empathy, to under, to understand people's perspectives, to understand why they did that. If you were in a team setting, you need to be able to understand all your teammates' strengths. You need to be able to capitalize on how people think. Because many of the times you, when you're working in groups, a lot of people have conflicting mindsets, conflict, conflicting perspectives on things. But if you use your empathetic self, you're able to, to bring these people together by understanding each and every one of their strengths and being able to capitalize it to create one harmonic symphony. And something else which is important about empathy is it allows you to be better in touch with your own emotional self. By being able to hear stories, by being able to listen to those around you, you're better able to equip yourself with the addressing problems of your emotions. And you're better able to understand how others went through these things and how they can help you. Whether you take little bits and parts of it, they are always still important for your own growth and for your own well-being.
And I am proud to say that at my core, this is who I am. At my core, I am empathetic. And no matter what, I'm happy that I will still, I will still be practicing this. I will still be practicing the fact that I am like this. I am empathetic. This is who I built my character off of. And this is who I want to be. When looking at my third strength, this is one which was one of the few which, or this is one of the one of the uh, traits which I was a little surprised at when it came up as my number three. But the more I looked at it and the more I described or read the description of what it meant to be, it made 100% more sense to me. And my third trait, which I want to highlight today, is the includer trait. And this is one which I completely understand because it goes alongside my accepting nature and my empathy. When I describe an includer, what I mean by is I am always willing to let people join in. I'm always the one who observes and makes sure everyone feels included. And people have that sense of warmth and people have that sense of welcoming. And when I talk about this one, this is directly tied to empathy because I want to bring these people in to my group and I want these people to feel welcomed because I want to give them the warmth. You know, I don't know what they're struggling with, but I know that they're struggling or I know that they need help. So I can give them the help by welcoming them in. And it's, it's like a mutual relationship, really. I bring these people in. I accept them with open arms. And not only do they bring their own insight, you know, not only do they share their stories with us, they share their own perspective. We also get to create a better solution. We also get to collaborate better and utilize one extra perspective. And this one showcases to me that I believe that everyone deserves to be treated equally. No matter how you're struggling, no matter how you feel, I believe that everyone should be given a chance. Whether you agree with that or not, that's up to you. And of course, I've made mistakes. I've let in people who I regret, but ultimately it has made my group stronger. It has made me stronger while also allowing not only them to grow, but also it's basically like a mutual relationship and it's beneficial for all, no matter how you look at it. And one of the things which about being a cluder that I 100% agreed with was the fact that I create these groups because I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel the warmth. And that's something which I've always been striving to do. I always strive to bring the good out of people and for them to be able to finally feel what it feels like to have that warm feeling, being able to be accepted, welcomed, and for them to freely express their mind. And going into the my fourth strength, this is one which basically goes along the includer strength and empathy strength. And this one is the developer strength. <laughs> and, you know, when I look at all these strengths, a lot of them basically work alongside each other, probably because of the fact that 
they all are part of the same group of relationship building. And this one, especially developer, is basically one step further than the includer trait. The includer trait is I welcome them into the group. My developer trait is once I welcome them into the group, I'm able to bring out the best out of all of them. And one of the things which I understand is not everyone is perfect. I, I truly believe that no one is perfect, not even in the slightest. I don't care if you're a CEO. I don't care if you're the straight A student. I don't think you're perfect. And one of the things which I preach about is there are always ways to grow and develop. There are always ways to build off of the foundations which you've created in the past. Whether you want to mold yourself into something which you capitalize on your strengths, or if you want to completely change who you are because you took a wrong path or detour, I hope that you know I'm able to help you along the way. You know, I hope that I'm able to use, you know, my 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 ability to understand you, my ability to be able to put my feet into your shoes, and be able to understand your past, and that's something which I truly believe in. I believe one of the greatest things in life is being able to see someone grow, see someone go up to you and asking for help, and once you've given them help, you've seen them start to introspect, start to change their thought process or realize their strengths and capitalize on it. And that's something which I take great pride in, being able to help others and watch them grow while also having, while also letting them help me and the group grow. You know, like I always preach about perspective, it's all about perspective. And by adding in another person, by allowing someone to by nurturing that person, you're better able to understand their past stories, who they are, and how are they able to become the person that they are. And, you know, that's the person who I am. That's the person who I built myself off of. I help others based on the experiences and my ability to relate to them. And I think you should use your stories this way. You should use your stories to help others develop. And you should always be willing to share your experience while also being able to listen, while also having the willingness to listen to others. Because in order for you to be a developer, you have to have the ability to listen and also the ability to bring the best out of everyone. And going into my fifth and last strength, which I was showcased in this test, was the arranger. And this one is in a different category of executing, while my other four were part of the relationship building. And this one goes alongside of the fact of adaptability. This one goes 100% alongside and is a basically two cogs when combined with adaptability. So when you're talking about the arranger, this is me focusing on the ability to to lead, the ability to be in charge when obstacles are at hand. And this means that I have the flexibility, that I have the passion, the willingness to lead myself into these unknown territories, that I have the ability to not only attack these issues head on, but be able to overcome them. And, you know, 
I don't really care how long it takes. You know, I don't care how many mistakes I made. Each mistake that I make, I'll come back at this problem even harder. I'll come at it even harder, even harder, and even harder until I finally be able to, you know, tackle it. And that is something which an arranger needs. An arranger needs to have that passion, that fire to always be willing to overcome obstacles. And being able to lead the charge of these problems is something which I've always been trying to focus on. I always talk about putting myself into these sticky situations, putting myself into these situations which make me a little bit uncomfortable so I have the ability, so I have the creative power to lead the charge. I have the creative power to use my experiences and others to form my own best solution. And, you know, every mistake that I make, every mistake that I learn along these obstacles, I'll make sure that I come back two times stronger, 10 times stronger, 100 times stronger. And, you know, not only does it showcase that I have the ability to overcome obstacles, the ranger also has the ability to overcome multiple problems at the same time. And this is something which, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more it makes me happy. Because the thing which I love to do is I love to keep myself occupied. I'd love to put myself into these sticky situations because it allows me to grow exponentially. And, you know, I don't think I could live any other way. I, I love this. This is my lifestyle, you know, being able to address these issues head on and be able to address multiple of these situations and be able to not only tackle on these multiple solutions or multiple problems, but be able to, you know, do them and learn from each and every one of them. And I love being hit with these curveballs. I love being able to, you know, be put into these situations and, you know, highlight my strengths or, you know, be able to highlight my weaknesses and look at the things which I need to work on. And, you know, the harder the situation, the more fire is in with me, the more I'm willing to take the charge in order to overcome it. And, you know, like I said before, being the ranger, it's all about the learning process. It all starts with you leading the charge. And, you know, going into my second topic, this one's gonna be a little bit short. And this one is, you know, talking about, you know, I guess how, how I didn't realize how much it took, you know, for you to prepare to move in. You know, I think something different, which I didn't realize was the fact that moving into an apartment is completely different than living in a university dorm. Because when you're living in an apartment, you're basically living by yourself, you're self-sustaining yourself. You're not living off of the university, you know, so you, you don't get, you don't get pre pre-made meals. You don't get the, 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 the luxury of having a buffet, you know, like three times a day, whatever it may be, you know, when you're in an apartment, you have to cook your own food, you have to buy your own groceries, you have to make it. And it's, it's a lot of work. You know, I went shopping and, you know, I bought pans. You know, I bought utensils, you know, <laughs> we ordered a rice cooker, you know, th th there's so much things that go into, you know, preparing for an apartment move. And, you know, I'm glad that I'm able to experience it because when, when I grow older, I will have to, I will have to, 
you know, do this on a larger scale. You know, I have to move without the help of my parents or, you know, I have to move to a completely different area and live by myself and <laughs> hope for the best. And I'm grateful that my parents were, you know, they're, they're so, they're so, they're so willing to help. And, you know, even though, you know, my parents are helping, you know, it still takes a lot of stress. It still takes a lot of effort to go shopping, buy all the things, order all the things, pack it all up, and then drive over. Which is, you know, only half of the problem, which, you know, once you get there, you have to unpack all this stuff. And you have to not only unpack it, you also have to make sure that, you know, if you didn't buy anything, that you buy it there and hope that, you know, the stores there also have the things which you're looking for, whatever it may be. And that's something which it's the stressful part is hoping that you bring everything or you buy everything that you want because, you know, you're not, you don't have the luxury of, you know, just heading back home soon. Or I don't have the luxury of just heading home and picking up the stuff that I forgot. Because, you know, I live six hours away. So my parents would have to make a 12 or 14 hour journey there and back just for me. And, you know, that's not worth it. And if the worst comes to worst, you know, I can just order something off of, you know, Target, Amazon, Walmart, whatever it may be, and have it shipped over. Which is something which I'm also grateful for. You know, I have the internet to, I have the interweb to help address some of the worries that I have. But, you know, that's something which I hope that I don't have to do because... It, it costs money and it's very inconvenient to, you know, pay extra when you could have just brought it yourself or, you know, if you could, if you just fit it in your car. But one of the things is, you know, space is always limited and you'll always have to, you know, find ways of, you know, combating these issues. And, you know, I hope, you know, if, you know, I know that, you know, it'll most likely be pretty smooth sailing, but, you know, there are always going to be obstacles and I'm prepared. I'm prepared to tackle on these obstacles head on, no matter what they are. And, and, you know, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to see what it's like to finally live on my own, you know, without, you know, like truly living on my own, like cooking food and, you know, having to do everything by myself while not relying on, you know, the university or whatever it may be. And, you know, for all those who are listening, you know, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. You know, I hope that you enjoyed the, this sub-series of, you know, Thoughtful Think Tank. And something which, you know, I want to address going further, you know, maybe for the next week, next month. I, I don't really know how long it's going to be, but, you know, this time of the year is going to be extremely, extremely busy. And what I mean by busy is, you know, I'm going to be transitioning, you know, moving, basically moving over to university. And not only that, but, you know, I'm going to have to adjust to the college lifestyle. I have to, you know, transition, you know, from summer to basically being a full-time student. So, you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be very, very intensive. So, you know, I may need to take breaks in between postings because... You know, there's going to be bigger problems at hand. And, you know, I am, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm sorry that this this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I'm extremely, you know, I'm extremely sad that, you know, 
I wish I had infinite time. You know, I had infinite times and infinite hours in a day to do this. But, you know, that's if there was that, then there wouldn't be no, there, there, there wouldn't be any problems with prioritization. There wouldn't be such thing as prioritization. And, you know, one of the things that is important to me is, you know, making sure that my transition is as smooth as possible. And that's going to be my number one trans. That's my number one prior priority. And, you know, if, if I can't do that, then, you know, I think my mental health will, you know, not be in the best state. And, you know, something which I've always been talking about is making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Then you're making sure that you're taking care of your mental. And for me, this is my way of addressing the possibility of that I might need to take care of my, my mental state by taking a short hiatus from posting daily content. And, you know, I hope you guys all understand this. And, you know, I hope you guys are really understanding of, you know, these uncertain times and the busyness which unfolds. And, you know, I'll, I, you know, I'm always grateful for all those who are listening to this podcast, you know, no matter where you're from, you know, I, I wish you guys a happy end of the summer, you know, a smooth transition to college. I hope you guys are doing well with work or, you know, whatever it may be. I hope you guys are on a path to finally reaching your goals. You know, as always, I'll leave my contact information down below in the description. So send me anything you want through text and I'll try to respond as soon as possible. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Chalice of Hope. And I look forward for you guys listening to the next. Peace out.